back to another episode of I Got Big Bowls. Pause. Pause. Hey. So I did like a mural, that's in Buckhead, so it's a restaurant. So I did okay. the top floor, 
Uh, and the bottom floor there. Okay. Wow. To the uh, restaurant. Boys going crazy with the shot. I want to say you did some some uh, work with Rick Ross, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was That's in Miami, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, that was in Miami for Art Basel, mm-hmm. and uh, that was in 2017. So I did like the backdrop for Rick Ross in 2017. And it's crazy, like the crazy story is, is like at that time Sony told me to do it, and they said yeah, it's gonna take like you know two days. I said, I'm gonna do it. So I just wanna do it because it was Rick Ross. Right. And I actually did it for free. You know, yeah, really? you know that was like a 27 foot uh, backdrop. You see? Right. And you know, for a minute, so I could get work, I had to lie to folks and tell them like, all right, you know, paid for this job. Right, right, you know, right. so I just used those pictures for everything and stuff like that. And you know, that just opened up other doors and stuff for me. Beautiful. Man, speaking of doing work for free, <laughs> your resume is working, man. You got paid for it, not the work is payable somewhere. That's what I'm trying yeah. to, can you just drop maybe a jump for young artists that you know, you're not always going to get what you might feel like you're worth, maybe, but then the opportunity might lead to other things. So just talk a little bit how maybe you did something that you feel like maybe you should have been paid more, but it also gave you a lot more opportunity. Yeah, so, uh, you know, like, with opportunity with young folks, like, you know, until you actually get your name, like, stamped and, like, you know, etched in stone in the industry, you might have to do uh, certain jobs and stuff with exposure, you know, for free. You know, like like I said, with the, you know, Rick Ross Day was a great opportunity, and I could have been somebody that said, like, no, I'm not doing that because I'm not getting paid for it. But, you know, the, the, as long as you're getting, like, the, the pictures and the video, that's like, you know, right. a currency for you, for real, for real, because yeah, now you can use that to yeah, sell it right. to yeah. other people. Yeah. So it's right. like highly important to, and then like, you don't want to really turn anybody too much down in the industry because you never know who knows the other person. You know, and yeah, it seems like the more and more you get to where you need to be, the smaller and smaller it gets. You know, so I'm just glad that I didn't burn any, it's not good to burn any bridges and stuff like that with anybody too as well, so. You know, I gotta keep those doors open. And also, it's all about building friendships too, as well. It's not always just about the money, it's also building a connection with like checking up on them. If they got family, was good with you, you know, seeing healthy. You know, you're not just using these people for just trying to make it somewhere. You just like being with these people in life. What you done recently? What you done working on recently? Man, my, my, my big thing happening now is uh, I did a, well, somebody hit me up, an art director for FX. And they hit me up to do a, 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 yeah, it's a scene in the show Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so I did like a whole interior wall mural and stuff like that. This show, the one that's about to come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm really yeah, excited about, about that. Okay. Yes. You're on the lookout for that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm really getting better in Atlanta. Look at him. He's in the, all the, uh, the, the series. Like, right. That's all right. Yeah, so that's a major thing for me. So they're supposed to come out uh, for their first episode is uh, September 15th. Okay. And he told me that my design should be probably in the last episode. So I'm going to be somewhere in there. Yeah. Looking out for that. All right, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's share um, like, thoughts on like going to school for art. Did you, did you take that route as far as going to school and learning your craft? Or was it just something that you always had, you know, that was like a natural ability? Yeah, well, I, I actually did go to school. Uh, I mean, I, the furthest with my art, you know, abilities I went to was high school. But it was a school of the creative and performing arts stuff. So there, you had to get like a whole portfolio and everything together. You had to try out for the school. So it was like a real, 
for you know school and it's like only like the best of the best can actually get into the school so right. it's good to definitely go to school because there you can uh, get connections build you know with teachers or, you know you college like professors and all that type of stuff so school is, school is highly important school is highly important also not just you know for going to school but it's to make the connections right. so these people can get you Rare. Especially like, you know, my daughter goes to a school performing arts. I'm like, you know, these people are going to be actors and musicians. And, you know, yeah. going, going, you never know who's going to do what. So it's good to keep, you know, an open hand and a smiling mm -hmm. face just to, you know, because you're, you're building that camaraderie right now. Y'all are in the trenches right now together. So it's always like that bond, even if it's not a close bond. It's like we, we was there together. I remember you. Yeah. <coughs> I have some friends now that I went to, uh, to high school with. They like actors, you know, on television. Like uh, one of my friends worked on the show uh, All Rise. And he, I did a couple paintings and stuff for him. Then another dude, he's like a producer. He does like a lot of music videos and stuff. So I just did his, uh, you know, interior walls to his uh, house and stuff like that. And, but these people, we all, you know, like all grew up with each other. Right, right. And we all stayed like in our profession. And it was good that I, I did go to a school with creative form of arts because, you know, some people don't have no type of respect right. for that type of stuff. That's not their lane. But right. when you're around these folks, that's their lane. And then they know that you're doing stuff too. And you act with them. They're going to they help you out with the future. Who's somebody that um, you feel like you, maybe you was a fan of, that you found out was a fan of your work? Or maybe, you know, tried to hit you up, like, you know, about contact you about some work? Yeah, uh, well, what's crazy, that, well, that's one of these guys, I didn't meet him in a performing arts school. I met him like later on in life, and he go by the name of uh, Chuck Stiles. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, he's a, he's a, I'm a major fan of his work. Right. And then, uh, you know, he's a major fan of my work too, as well. And we, we actually talk to each other like all the time. You know, right. we're going to his wedding night in uh, November, uh, October, yeah. And this guy, he did stuff for, uh, oh, he just did the, the John, what is it? The Madden, Madden yeah, uh, cover. Yeah, yeah, he did that cover. He did uh, the Martin Reunion. Yeah. He did stuff for NASCAR. Dude got a whole list of a lot of stuff. Yeah, man, it was a good project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he keeps me inspired. You know, I ain't got my stuff together. Right. He said sometimes I only want to talk to him because you know, I, at the time I didn't. Right. But those type of people you need around you to push you. Right. You know, you're not supposed to get like jealous or envious of these type of people. You're supposed to be trying to level up. Right. Right. You know. And I know your art is very like um, kind of specific to your style or whatever. How, you think that's important for artists to have their own style of artwork and do you do anything outside of your specialty? Like do you do other types of artwork or you just stick with the sharpieism? Yeah, I just I just stick with the, the sharpism because when I when I did that before, you know, you have a certain type of following, mm -hmm. and then they just like, what is this? Like, right. You know, like that's like that's like if uh, uh, Fendi or Louis Vuitton start selling bags that got like you know fans on. Right. You're like, I'm not looking for this from Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I'm looking for the LV. Right. You know, uh, Fendi looking for you know the the the, the, the logo. Right. That's what I was People just wanted to see a niche. They want to see you do one thing consistently. They want to know they can come to you for. And it's highly important right, to get a niche because before, you know, I was, you know, I'll be doing like traditional art. Nothing's wrong with that though. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charcoal or acrylic, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But it's like we we'll get business for that. But yeah, yeah. it'll be scattered business too. When you get all wants you to do this, and when you do that, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so 
how long, when did you know that this was your thing? Like, was you just like, how did you discover the Sharpism? Right. Yo, this is a, uh, it was crazy, it was at an event. And it was a promoter in Miami. And, uh, cause I started feeling more comfortable with doing like pen work and graphite type work. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I need something that's gonna be like bold and have bold lines. So I was like, let me start using sharpness and stuff. And uh, the, uh, the lady, the promoter, seen me at an event and she seen my artwork. And she was like, yo, you got a lot of work that's in sharpness. She's like, you know, you can, you can probably call it, you can call it sharpness. I was like, mm -hmm. all right. I was like, all right, cool, because he's like, all right, I mean, I never heard of that before. Right. You know, but there's this guy named Travis, and like, I actually talked to him too. Because I asked him, was it cool? He was from LA, he did like a show in London. And uh, I asked him, was it cool for me to use that name for my work? He was like, I mean, he said, it seems like you're doing a lot with it. He said, it's cool and stuff like that. Right. And that's when I started calling it Sharpest. I'm like, oh, this this is my thing. Like Picasso and Basquiat, right. all those guys, they had their thing. Right. So I said, I need my thing to separate me from, because like, there's a lot of amazing artists out there. There right? is, what's gonna separate you? What's gonna separate you? Though? You get lost in the sea of, you know, people do portrait artwork. Like somebody do a portrait way better than me. Like, you know, somebody's really gifted with oils. Right. I mean, I keep all the way down to like just walking at the beach and you got the guy to do the caricatures. And yeah. I mean, there's so much like, and even like with music, people don't understand how much music plays into our everyday life. Same thing with art. It's like, if you're not into it, you might not notice the things on the wall. And like people put effort and time and resources into making feng shui or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, everybody got like a niche, like even, you know, taking it, like you said about music and stuff like that, you know, like everybody got their catchphrase, right. and then once that catchphrase start catching on, then they're like, oh, that's the catchphrase to this artist, you yeah. know, people like that catchphrase, yeah. you know? It's just like when Winslow was there and he told the story of getting into doing jingles, it's like, you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like, oh, there's a whole little thing, there's people that do elevator music, you know what I mean? I'm just thinking like there's so much that people you can get, expand that and get into something and be like and make a living, you know? Yeah, yeah. Good. Good living. But I got some uh, questions from the audience. My young artist. Ask ask a question. So what do you do to overcome like let's say art block? Like you you really wanna draw. You really wanna like put something out there, create, but you feel like like you feel lesser than yourself, like your art shouldn't be at this place where you know it can get, but you feel like you kind of be great, like, like lower than that. So how do you feel like you get out of that? Uh, well, like getting past like the artist block or having some type of doubt, you know, within me, the way, the way I operate is that I have to keep on pushing, you know, and because like this is like my business, so I have to make it. <laughs> I was like, I have to, yeah, I have to make it work. So it's very important for me. Even when I do get an artist, like I didn't, I didn't have done like so many. I had so so many pieces and pieces of work that I would keep on like showing that work. So while I'm trying to get my mind together and stuff like that, I have time for other people to see all the old work that I did when I was actually in the spirit of doing work. You know, because like like Picasso. Picasso has thousands of pieces. Like they showed him when he passed away. He has thousands of pieces in his in his home. But he only used like a couple of a couple of you know caught on. So he probably had time to be able to chill and relax to go somewhere while the other work that was already out there just did his thing. You know, so that would give you some time to 
listen to music and take a little vacation because sometimes you know you're an artist but you don't really get burnt out either though because right. you know you get burnt out can't you know <laughs> so that's how i get Sometimes you gotta do stuff until you feel like doing it. Like you know, even when you don't feel like doing it, just sometimes doing it inspire you to even do it more. You know. Mm -hmm. do you have anything else? Um, kind of one-off. How do you think your family reacted to first doing art? Because I know some families, like mine, very fortunately, very supported me doing the arts. But I know some others are like, well, that's not really a way to like make an income, make money. So how do you think your family first reacted to you? Like, hey, I want to do art. I want to make this my career. Well, in the beginning, I actually, it was crazy. So, when I graduated, you know, it was a while ago, like 2003. So, no one was really paying attention to art like that. So, I actually had to go into the workforce for a very long time. And, you know, people were saying, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to college either. And I felt bad that I didn't go to college. And I was like, wow, why didn't you go to college for it? And I'm an artist, though. So, it was like, I didn't want to teach, you know, art at the time. But in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, I might have to do this the hard way. I'm gonna have to work and then do art as my side hustle for a while until I actually able to find a way where I can keep creating and get paid off it. Right. So people, you know, they, they, they kind of frowned upon it, you know, and at the time I wasn't into like the digital world yet because that wasn't like a major thing like that yet, you know. And it was just like, there was only certain things they would probably believe me with doing would be like, okay, billboards, you know, and you know, advertisement, that's cool, but then it's like, I'm like caught in this box where I have to, you know, like work for someone that's telling me what to do. But it's not my create my creative thing and stuff like that. So I just had to navigate through just working and you know, that uh, that would be like my side hustle, so that'd be a way for it to be my outlet. But yeah, my family in the beginning, it was they was cool with it when I went to high school for it, but it was just like it's time to go to work. Right. Type of job you gonna find. Now what you gonna so, do? Doing art. You eat your drawings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you know, you know, it, was, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't. Uh, now there's so many different avenues and spaces you can do that. Mm -hmm. Even then it was actually, but we didn't, you know, like the internet wasn't as know. quick as it is <laughs> right now. We knew about that stuff then, like licensing and stuff, and renting out your artwork to hotels and. You know, an interior design like wallpaper, pillows. There's other ways of making money and making a check every couple months while I'm doing it, but no one told us that. Alright, so we over here at Big Balls Pause. You know, we gotta take it back to your cereal background. What's some of your all time favorite cereal coming up, even to this day? Man, my all time cereal coming up was actually, man, I had Apple Jacks and Captain Crunch. Right on, just the regular red box or the crunch bears? No bears. Just the regular uh, red box. Yeah, I ain't like that. Yeah. I ain't like that. I don't know why I ain't like the all uh, green. The crunch bears. Yeah. Those good too though. Huh? Yeah, the, the regular, the original red box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was chill. I like, I like yeah, those too. Yeah, I like all Captain Crunch. They got a nice lineup, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a little rough around the mouth, but you know. They don't look. They don't they, they give you what you want. <laughs> So we got a, we got a, we got a, we got some new stuff, man. It's been a while since I walked down the cereal aisle. I'm hungry. It, it took, it took everything in me to only pick up one box. So I was about to pick up like three or four boxes, but you know, I, I don't know the schedule yet. <laughs> we might be back every week or every other week. We'll see. I don't know. We got something good. That's probably not gonna be good. Oh. <laughs>
cinnamon and crunch toast though. Okay. Hey, I don't know. Okay, Austin Flex is taking a stab at cinnamon toast crunch. What sound like? I feel like Tony might not let me down. I don't know. They've let me down before on just these uh, oh, different flavors in general. So we're gonna see. We got this. Is my camera right here. We got bomb frosted flakes cinnamon toast crunch. No, it didn't say toast crunch. My bad. Ain't no crunch. <laughs> it's just cinnamon French toast. I don't think I can say cinnamon French toast crunch. Y'all throwing me off with this. We're gonna see what's going on. See what happened. What's happening with Tony? Tony out here trying some new stuff. Oh, that was nice. There's a whole box over there, though. Over yonder on the table. Ooh, rip the bag. Rip the bag. See, they are rape They are all over the place right now. You don't see them? Cooking or cleaning. Mm -hmm. Alright, 
you could have a bowl of cereal with anybody, dead or alive, cereal in a conversation. Who you having a bowl with? Yeah. Right, but right. we got people being like relationships for like 
four to five years for somebody they had never seen in their whole life. Just do it. Just look at their platform. What is this like? When things was where you, you meet somebody somewhere, you talk to them face to face. And people, they don't even know how to do it. Some people don't even know how to do that anymore. Talk to people face to face. You know, so I feel like it's like tearing down how you connect with people. Right. You know, but then at the same time, you're able to reach people overseas. Bro, the reach, yeah. You know, so it's just, it's like a, Two-edged sword, I always like to think like business it can help build mm -hmm. and personal sometimes take a hit. So it's just like even when you you know dealing with why you don't post me or why you just that you know, it can just be like, what does that matter? It's like why do you want other people to know but I get it, you know, it's like some sort of validation. Yeah, man. Speaking of which I'm not gonna do that one. But anyway, last but <laughs> <laughs> not least. <laughs> You know, you're a married man now, but say yeah, you're yeah, giving yeah. advice to somebody coming up, or even maybe, you know, back in your dating days, you can remember, how long do you think is a good amount of time before you go in on the bottom grab, on a hug, with somebody that you, you know, want to take home to mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day, like, well, what's a good first date, second date? I remember, what's, what's your man. advice that you would give? Man, the thing is, like, I'm, all, I'm always, been, always, I was, I have always been a person into energy right so it depends on the woman you know what i'm saying like everybody's everybody's different every woman is different too some women like you can stay far away and some women just want to be hugged and they don't mind you know come <laughs> oh, girl you gotta know that though right like some people don't they not they not paying attention to you know how they react the or acting not they're not reading them you know what i'm saying like then it's like you have to, you know, you gotta talk to them first and have a conversation. And through the conversation, you probably, you know, start understanding. You're like, oh, okay, well, I know she's gonna be this type of way. Next time I see you, she's the streets. So next time I see you, or, you know, so. Alright, depends on that, man. Read the vibe. Don't, don't. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you can wait too long and then you can be in a friend zone and you never yeah. made your, you never made it, let it be known that you was interested. So, you know, fill it out. Let me get that box right there. About to get into the serial review portion of this show. Where we give you our takes on this brand new Kellogg's Frosty Flakes Cinnamon French Toast. No crunch, but bursting with cinnamon goodness. We want to thank our guests for having cereal with us. We got Arnold Castle in the building. Thank you, thank you. Make sure you guys are following him. Check out his artwork. And we're gonna get into these frosty, frosty flakes. We got a zero to five bowl rating, half a bowl, anything in between. What do you rate frosty flakes, cinnamon French toast? Man, I'm gonna give this like a three. Mmm. Solid. Desserts. Solid. <laughs> I did refill. You did, I seen oh, that. Man. I peeped to the second ball. Yeah, you see? did say you was hungry right. though, too. So. I am hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, they don't say great, but his fingers still in the air, so they must be very, very good. I'm gonna go 3.5. First, I was getting one kind of vibe, and towards the end, I was almost looking to refill my bowl. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, okay. You know, Tony, Tony, Tony. Don't normally <laughs> like anything outside of classic Frosted Flakes, trust me. But these. Alright, Tony. I give him a three. <laughs> I give him a three. 
I wanted to hate a little bit, but you know, they're actually not that bad. I had a little aftertaste at first, but you know, they're actually pretty good. I would, I would eat. These would, these would eventually get empty at my house. Mm -hmm. I'd eat this. Mm -hmm. Three. Let us, let us know what you guys think. Have you tried these? Are you willing to try it? Are you into cinnamon? I don't like the cinnamon French toast name because I want to say cinnamon <laughs> toast crunch. When you do the French in there, you took off the crunch, it ain't the same. But they are pretty good. Let us know what you guys thinking in the comments. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Make sure you guys follow us on all social media. Mm -hmm. I want to thank our guests for coming through. Make sure you guys are following him. Any last thank words you want to give the people? Man, this be a good person. Yeah, <laughs> checking out for that artwork on Atlanta, you know, yes. the series, and be checking back with us, man. We out of here. See you next time. Peace.